The Frozen North, episode 26, our top five least favorite games. Hello and welcome to the Frozen North, episode twenty-six. That's right. Mark is Mark is dancing Mark. for all you people listening. Let me just <laughs> let me describe it to you. It was a uh, it was a man with a glorious beard doing a jig. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Sometimes you just got to do a jig. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we are we are effectively on episode one after our first quarter uh, of a hundred. Uh, episode twenty-six, guys. Wow. <laughs> Roundabout way of yes. saying it. You know what I mean. Yeah. That's all that matters. It's 100 minus, uh, what's it, you carry the two and you get... Uh, First of all, I don't talk like that. 74. At all. Not even a little. Does that mean it's... This will be 4% more episodes than... <laughs> I'm done. We are See? math. Exactly. We are yeah. math and so can you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Welcome to the Frozen North Podcast. We are a show that talks about video games, but not just any video games, story-focused video games such as adventures, RPGs, anything that uh, keeps us engaged while not just mindlessly blowing stuff up. Good times. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with those kind of games, because those are pretty sweet too, you know, bro? Yeah. I've been playing games pretty much just blowing stuff up. It can be fun. It can be fun. It can, absolutely. It's lethargic. Look at that. Brian busting out the big words. I pulled out a dictionary and it went really well. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Mark, what have you been playing? Ah, oh, whoa. I've, <laughs> I've been playing wow. uh, <laughs> The Witcher and Bravely Default. Witcher and Bravely Default. That's right. And? They're good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're fun. Oh, my God. The no, face. Uh, oh, this, this episode is going to go great. Yeah, oh, well, already. Yep. I've, I've gotten... To the end of chapter one in The Witcher, and it's now starting to pick up. It's really opened up my options for what I want to do in the game, which makes it cool. It's not really boring now. And I still haven't played a lot of Bravely Default, but I've you know delved into the gameplay so that we can I can back you up in yep. your review. And All it's right. also very good. Which we will have next week. Oh, that's right. Yep. So you have a week left to play it. Enjoy that little sort teaser of. for next week. <laughs> Uh, we will be recording that episode right after this. But I just realized something. We didn't do intros. Uh, <laughs> Hi, who am I? My name is JJ, and I'm here with my two friends, Mark. It worked! I played we, we The Witcher. About, wait, wait. Yes. We talked about it last and, week. Uh, <laughs> just I say you howdy, were, y'all. See, I, thought, I thought you had already thrown the curveball at me. <laughs> What did we talk about last week? If you just look at me and say his yep. name, he'll get completely thrown off. Awesome. Just to say howdy, y'all. That's all you got. Howdy, y'all! There it is. There it is. Yeah, there's that guttural <laughs> scream we love. And Brian. Salut. That's all French right. for hi. Nice and, nice and simple. French. See? Why, why can't you be like that and just make it easy? Because you tricked me twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's tradition. I can't, it's, yeah. I can't not, you know? Uh uh, so we talked about what Mark's been playing. Uh, I have been also playing The Witcher a little bit. I, uh, I'm still stuck in the the beginning part. I'm in chapter one. I don't think it's as bad as like some people were saying. Like it's a little boring. And I guess if that's the the major gripe, then it's really not not that big of a deal. I wish there was controller support. That's yeah. for sure. That would be nice, man. Other than that, uh, I I finally took me an extra week, but I finally beat Xenoblade Chronicles. All my questions were answered at the end. Uh, I think it wrapped up beautifully, and it was it was a great experience. Um, and you know what? We're gonna do a review on it eventually. Uh, but you can all blame Brian. Yeah, for, I'll explain uh, why. Not in a not playing it yet. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Lucy, you got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Sorry, I'll I'll tell you why. Wow. <laughs> uh. Oh man. So other than that, uh, yeah, pretty much just those two games, and I'm just on the edge of my seat waiting for uh i know it's not story based but mario kart can't wait it's gonna, gonna be, be good times it's gonna be a, a memory lane you know nostalgia boost right absolutely there. yeah brian what about you what you've been playing uh well um to 
to follow up on what JJ said, uh, I took a little break. Um, something about me you should know is uh, while I love RPGs and JRPGs, uh, I can get burnt out on them. So in order to avoid that uh, and keep my mind fresh, I took about a week. My For my birthday, I got Diablo 3 expansion pack um, from my brother, and I've basically been playing that exclusively. It is a testament to Blizzard that they turned that game around like they did. Um, I don't know any other company that's ever been like, yeah, we didn't really do well in this game. We're going to fix it, and basically fixed it. Uh, obviously, there's still issues, but I don't know if any of you played, uh, any of you listeners out there played the you know, 1.0 version. While it was an okay game, had a lot of just a lot of missteps that they took in that game, and playing this expansion, you're like, it's not, it doesn't even feel like the same game. I mean, it's it's ostensibly the exact same game, but they took out the money auction house, all that stuff. But uh, more less gushing about uh, Diablo three. I just that's what I've been playing. Uh, he got it for me for my birthday. He said check it out. It's awesome. So uh, I plan on hitting Xeno Gears, finishing that up this week. Um, I'm back on uh, back on RPG land again. So I think like how many how many uh, just out of curiosity, how many hours do you have logged on Xeno Gears? Forty seven. Forty seven. You might come in right about where I was at uh, at the end of Xenoblade. I, I hit fifty seven. Which is, ugh, I haven't played a game that long in a long and time. That's why I was like, while. that's why I kind of took a break from from Xeno Gears. I was like, you know, I want to stay. We've got uh, your your little, you know, birthday bash coming up, and I want to play that game for sure. But I want to play that with not, you know, if I'm burnt out on RPGs and I'm forced to play that, I'm not going to give it, uh, you know, the 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 hundred percent detention it deserves. You're so, going to play it on a handheld, so you're already not going to give well, it but, 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 but it I'd rather it's unacceptable. So. But that said, I'd rather come up, come at it with a fresh mind and be like, okay, you know, I'm not burnt out. I can play this game with understandable, you know. So especially after playing Xeno Gears, yeah, it, and that's why <laughs> I, like, you know, I, I got to keep myself from getting burnt out so that I can keep a fresh mind. Absolutely. So we will get to Xenoblade. I, pr- I promise you, I will. But uh, yeah, it might not be for a little bit yet. <clears throat> Have you guys heard of Viscera cleanup detail? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I forgot to mention I played that this over the last past two weekends as well. What's Are that? Like a high school janitor? Uh sort of. Almost. <laughs> uh sort the, of the basic idea of Viscera cleanup detail is take your classic FPS where you blaze through a facility, you blow everything up, you there's bodies everywhere, there's stuff strewn about. And then imagine being the janitor that has to come in afterwards oh, that's hilarious. to fix the facility. It's <laughs> hilarious. I'll wait. <laughs> so you're basically uh, the guy that has, has to come in after you know the yeah. uh, the doom guy. So you've literally got a mop and a bucket. And you have to clean up all the blood, and you have to like clean the mop out. Oh come on! Oh, it's a little overpriced, but it is. <laughs> what really is it? Five dollars? It's like ten or more. no, no, it's seven. I think. I think it's seven. That's pretty funny. That's a cool yeah. concept, and it's multiplayer. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's still better than Stanley Parable. But oh, I mean, oh man! <laughs> wait, Mark. Woo! Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh no man. man all right so let's move on okay um if you would like to uh shoot us an email let us know what you're playing what you're up to any games you think we should be playing shoot us an email at frozen north podcast at gmail.com uh hit us up on facebook at facebook.com slash the frozen north we've got a twitter up at fn podcast we also have a blog at frozen north podcast.blogspot.com we're on itunes so you can subscribe to and rate us on there we would appreciate it if you did and uh, we got our website up and going, which is at fngaming.net. That's right. So just let us know what you think, what you like, what you don't like, all that stuff. So good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, side note, I know we've been kind of plugging it for the past couple of weeks, but uh, the Speed Gamers, their, their indie marathon that they did this past weekend, man, they sold $500,000 plus worth of uh, Humble Bundles. Wow. Those guys are awesome. Unbelievable. So pretty cool. Kudos to them. Um, and their next marathon is, I'll have to check the dates, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but it's in June. Um, it's another Pokemon marathon, about a week long, and they literally collect every single one and beat all the games. It's it's a blast to watch. I think, I, I, I don't know if they've done it twice, I know I've watched them do it at least once, mm-hmm. but uh, it was such a good time. And they like, you donate a certain amount and you can name some of them and that kind of stuff, and it's it's always a good That's time. Cool. So, TSG.TV, go check their website out. Uh, Alright, let's move on. We got some news, Brian. What kind of news we got? All right. Um, I think our first bit of news, we're going to talk about that big bombshell that got dropped that uh, GameSpy is closing its doors, shutting its servers down, locking the keys, pawning off all its equipment, and 
getting out of town. Some of that might not be true. Nah, might, I'm just embellishing, <laughs> but uh, of course. Um, Mark, I mean, this is going to affect a lot of people who like playing older online games. That's true. Um, uh, why don't you explain a little bit what GameSpy is? Uh, GameSpy has sort of served as the back end for multiplayer for a lot of video games on the PC for, I don't know, the better part of the Just last decade. The whole decade, yeah, oh yeah. And some games have been making the move to Steam Workshop, or right. whatever they call it, Steamworks. Or, Steamworks. So some people have made that move, but a lot of older games just aren't going to, that's not going to happen. Right, the yeah, developers I, aren't around, right. or the developers don't have the money to make that move, and now we're sort of stuck with a couple of worthless, I mean, some worthless games. Yeah, that they you literally can't, can't run. Uh, but it just goes to uh, show you uh, it's, you know, digital content, while awesome, cloud servers, while so convenient, those things need to be maintained yep. by man. And when they stop, when it stop being stops being cost effective, gone. It's going to be gone. It, it makes mean, you wonder. I mean, it, it's sort of. This is not nearly as big of a deal. Right. But uh, I've also been seeing that uh, games for Windows Live, I think, has been shut down, and people can't save yep. Gears of War save files anymore. Yep. So their PC version of Gears of War is worthless. Worthless. Wow. So what happens if Steam ever has problems? Well, I mean, what happens if twenty years down the road you have a you know, I have like 200 plus games on Steam, right? What happens like 20 years down the road when you have like yeah. 400, 500 games you've collected and, you know, they're like, hey, uh, you know, you know, for whatever reason, that it's Valve, so I don't think it'll happen, but you never know. What happens when they're like, hey, guys, it's just not cost effective to keep our cloud serving up anymore. We, you know, we're going to shut it down. And the funny thing is, 10 years from now, you still probably won't have played three quarters of those games That's anyways. Right? <laughs> so it'll be a waste of money regardless. But no, it, it's it's kind of like a parlance of our time. Like, this yep. is kind of the first uh, big, like, oh, you mean this stuff's not forever? Yep. Uh, so Definitely. It's, it's a word, you know, word of the wise. It doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it's something to think about. Right. No, it's not like an omen, but it's, it's definitely, it can affect you. Yep. Cool. Uh, our next uh, news uh, article is about the Mario Kart Wii U bundle coming to North America. Boy, they needed to have some good news, and I finally think this is like one that might actually get a little smidgen of boost. I'm actually really contemplating if I have the the capital for it. I'm thinking about buying this bundle. Um, it's going to be three twenty nine ninety nine. Now, have they announced the games that you can choose from the extra free game? Because it's three twenty nine comes with Mario Kart. And it says an additional game, but they haven't. All ever... you have to do is buy Mario Kart. You don't have to get the bundle to get that. Just, it's just so it's if, just it's Mario just Kart. If you buy Mario Kart, yeah. Okay. Okay. Did they, did they announce? The, is it all their games or just select few? There's four. Four. It's uh, Pikmin Three, Wii Party U, uh, I think New Super Mario Brothers U, and uh, Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Uh, I thought that's what I read. Okay. Yep. So that's a sweet deal. Um, it's it really makes the Wii uh, a very cost-effective bundle. What's annoying is that uh, uh, Europe gets four additional games to choose from. They get eight. Why is that? I don't know. Man, Europe. I don't know. Because I, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, sweet, eight games to pick, and I, I chose one of the other ones, and then I looked, and it was like Europe. And I was like, oh, dang oh, it. Oh, man, come on, Europe. Come on, yeah, Europe, this is all come your Come on, fault. Europe. <laughs> You're all up in I, me. I mean, I have two of the games, so like, I've got I've got Mario Kart already pre, uh, pre-ordered, but... Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm probably gonna go with Pikmin three because um, I, I already have uh, Super Mario Brothers U and Wind Waker. No, definitely, it's better than that other one. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, like I I would get Wii Party U, but if I buy Wii Party U separately, I'll get a controller with it. So I may just do that eventually, anyways, and get four controllers. So Very good. I don't know. We'll see though. Uh, and this bundle also does, I uh, should mention, come with an extra control, uh, Wii, uh, Wii, um... Wiimote. Wiimote. Wii tablet. Wii, yeah, no. I'm just kidding. No. No. That would no. be ridiculous. Our next, our next article, uh, is about Dragon Quest, and the next one has been, basically, he kind of, I think he slipped and said it, he, well, no, he didn't slip and say it, I think he was like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say it, but I'm saying it, you know, Dragon, Dragon's Quest Eleven. you know, it's in development. So, uh, the next uh, Dragon Quest game is in the works. Series creator uh, Yuji Hori said at an event this past weekend, it's not revealed whether the game will be Dragon Quest uh, Eleven. Oh, I guess it's not been confirmed. But he did say that uh, he was at an event uh, promoting Dragon Quest Ten 
that he was working on the next Dragon Quest game. So if mm. you're a Dragon Quest fan... We need to try some of those games out. Absolutely. You never played any of them? None of them. Oh, really? Man. I got I got scolded by one of our listeners, Dave, because I hadn't played... Uh, eight? Well... I, I think it was five. Oh, five. I've five? played eight. Oh, eight, okay. Yeah, because he said five is really heavy on story. Oh. So, I mean, I, I, I want to play them, I do, mm-hmm. just... Time is a factor, Lois. So, you know, one of those, <laughs> one of those things. Yes. Yes, Family Guy reference. Family. I went there. there yes. You want to talk about bro gamers? I don't know where I'm going with this. What? So I'm done. <laughs> and now I am a Russian man. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, game yeah, plays you. Well, yeah, we don't have these games. We play with bears. How did we get there from yeah. Dragon Quest? And we wrestle bears. Don't I don't. Even... Mark, well, Mark went on that tangent. Yeah, Mark. And... Mark, God, God. Jeez. man, believable. <laughs> what? This is my all payback right. for all the sweet code and next. And our last bit, we're keeping our news short this week. Uh, our last bit of news is about GameStop. There's a big, uh, big article uh, that they're actually closing 120 stores uh, and going to be focusing on mobile Apple stores. I feel like this is a gamble for GameStop. Why? Um. Makes perfect sense. It does, and it doesn't. Everybody's buying games online through Amazon. Uh, like that's that. very true. They're so diversifying. It's their... not like they're they're closing. Like they have right. thousands of stores. This isn't. A, this is a tiny little dent in what they're doing. They're just yeah. focusing on what's making yeah. the money. CEO Paul Rains calls GameStop three calls it GameStop three point uh, It will pull back a bit on its traditional games, brick and mortar stores into the field. Which you know what? I think this is like sign of the time. Best Buy struggling. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, plans to close about uh, 120 to 130 games um, while opening 200 to 250 AT&T Simply Mobile stores, 20 to 25 of its Apple retail retailer Simply Mac, 100 and 150 Cricket Wireless locations. So they're really putting a lot of their effort into uh, uh, getting that going. Uh, and I basically on that last part of this article, I wrote the age of mobile gaming is upon us. Maybe. Well, no, definitely, but yeah. But yeah. But I, I think it's more about selling the hardware because Agreed. that's a huge growth market right now. Yep. Sure. Agreed. But I, I think like when I when I first heard about this story, so many people were flipping Fli- out about freaking it. Freaking out. And yeah. I don't think it's as anywhere near as yeah, big of a deal as people think it is. And I'll be honest with you, man, me and my brother I love going to those mom and pop uh brick and mortar stores that sell like the older games. I do too. Like and that's not know, even necessarily buy anything, just to kind of look to around. Just to look, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because there's I mean buying stuff online is great. Uh, because you know it's easy to do, but I don't know. Ju- there's just something about walking around and uh, you know being able to pick up the cartridge and what? look at the back of the case and stuff and well, that- see the screenshots and everything. Hundred percent. That's also our generation, though. I mean, you yeah. know, yeah. our kids' kids are going to be like, you go to the stores to buy your yeah, games. They're all gonna you be having, grandpa. They're going to have the groceries come in a quadcopter to the doorstep. We already have that one opened up down here called uh, the the like you order your food that you want online. It's a it's a supermarket, right? There's nobody ever there because this is what you do. You go online. It's right down the road. You go online. You pick out what you want. They have a worker pick it out, put it in bags, get it ready for you. Uh, you pay online, yeah. and then you drive up, and they give it to you, and you go. What's you it? have to was leave it? your house? Yeah, that sucks. Was it Back to the Future <laughs> 2 where he fixes the arcade machine, and then he owns on it, and the kids are like, you mean you have to use your hands? Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Thanks. This is dumb. <laughs> like, oh, wow. But uh, and you know what? Eventually. Sorry. Yep. All right. So that's our news. Cool. Uh, next on the list, contest drawing. Oh man! All so right. Past, past couple time. of weeks, we uh, we had our contest out, our screenshot contest. All you had to do was just send us a screenshot of you, basically just advertising our show, putting it on your Twitter, Facebook, uh, random website, whatever. Uh, we got a handful of entries, and I have, as you guys can see, a bowl here. Oh man! We promised that a hat. Is, we promised a hat. We promised but we a hat, a but bowl. it's a bowl. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but that thing is like plated in gold and. Ivory, I think, cool. is on there. There's, there's definitely mahogany. It could be paint. I definitely smell mahogany. <laughs> you smell oh, mahogany. Oh man, that 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 bowl is worth it. So I'm I'm mixing them up right now. You can hear uh, it. I'm gonna let Mark pick. Woo! Mark, you're the decider. So, All I, right. For some reason, I have a I have a feeling you're gonna pick up two. <laughs> you, I just have a feeling you're gonna be like, uh, uh, I'm oh, a, I'm and a then loose you have to put them back in. I'm a loose cannon. What just I pick say? one. Wild card. Can I dump the rest on the ground? Please don't. To get to the bottom? Please don't. You can pick off the top if you want. There you go. There you go. Oh, uh, who's the lucky winner? Who is the winner? All right. Our lucky winner is David Merchant. All right, David. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, so, Dave, you've got 
two weeks to get back to us. Just shoot us an email with your uh, Steam ID and stuff, and then uh, I will friend you on there, and then I'll gift you the uh, game of your choice, sir. So That's a good prize. Um, and actually, I'm going to have you choose... Well, if we need a runner-up, we'll get it in the next two weeks. Yeah. So we'll we'll do yep. it then. Although so someone having that. false hope for two weeks would be kind of fun. I like false hope. <laughs> I don't want to defeat do <laughs> I, I feed on false hope. Uh, cool. So congratulations to Dave. Um, Good job, and, Dave. And don't, like, I really like the, the concept of get, letting people pick their own game, what they want. So I'm sure that'll be a prize in the future in yeah. a contest we do again. Um, so, you know, just stay tuned and... and You'll have plenty more chances to win stuff, I guarantee Absolutely. you. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, next on the list, uh, we're going to do something a little different. We have a spotlight this week, uh, but it is, it's not a video game. <gasps> what? What? That's... <laughs> this is a video game podcast Sacri- where we talk about groceries. Sacrilege. What? Yeah, well, we, we just talked talk about, about groceries, groceries, which is neat. <laughs> In my country, better, we ride the bear to grab groceries. Oh, wow. <laughs> Go oh my ahead. Gosh. <laughs> uh, so it's actually a board game. Um, I know. I know that there have been a couple of times where I've mentioned that I'm pretty big into board games. Mark and I both, you know, we we try to play regularly. Yep. But this one is because I was so impressed with it. Um, I actually had the chance to sit down with the uh, with the designers and play a game. I I, I met uh, another couple on the cruise that I went on that I mentioned uh, earlier this year. And they, you know, live close by, and they were like, oh, we go to this game store uh, over by where we live. And I was like, oh, really? I go there all the time. So they invited me up for a game night and went up there and hung out for a little bit. And then uh, the uh, the couple that, that made this game, the name of the game is Transylvania Curses and Traitors. Lauren and Jamie, who are the designers, they they were there as well, and they, they brought this game and, like, you know, still in development and everything like that. Honestly, it looked like a finished game. It looked fantastic. Like, I sat down, and I, I didn't mention anything about our show or anything like that, and I didn't, like, just be like, hey, you know, I know I haven't tried your game yet, but you want to, you want me to say something <laughs> about it? You know, it, it yeah. really wasn't like that at all. I literally, like, sat down, we played a game, and it it was amazing to me, and this, this is the biggest reason why I wanted to kind of bring them up on the show and, and you know, give them a shout-out here for, uh, for what they did, because not only was the game a lot of fun to play, it really was, but the amount of, like attention that they put into it they were sitting there as we were playing taking notes uh trying to like you can tell they had done tons of playthroughs of this thing they were talking about how they were testing different things out with other people um and like they said oh we're going to be sending a copy of this game to a couple of friends of ours and letting them try to play it without us there you know with the instruction booklet they're literally like looking to every aspect of how the game works and making sure that they have a working product and this is all before they even went to kickstarter that's what impressed me about it. Mm-hmm. I think that Kickstarter, and I talked to you about this before, Mark, but I, I I really think that this is this is how it should be done. Kickstarter should be used as a way to get your name out there and publish, you know, what you have. What they have yeah. literally looked like a finished product. Uh, to tell you a little bit about the game, it, it's it's called, like I said, Transylvania Curses and Traitors. Um, you go look at it, look at look it up on Kickstarter, and you can see the the artwork is gorgeous and just the the components and everything look really really top notch and it's just awesome it, like i said it looks like a finished product and I, yes, i'm pretty does. sure they're going to be still putting more work into it the board itself changes every time you play it's like uh different squares that you put down and you create the map as you go along the object of the game is to collect certain artifacts and bring them back to the church to basically you know stop evil and you know that kind of stuff yeah. mm-hmm um, the cool thing is though, like as you're out and you're trying to collect these artifacts and everything, you can, you're the way you get the artifacts is you, you draw certain cards by doing specific things in the game. Um, but you can actually, you, if you die, one of two things happens. One, you either just come back as another hero. So you have to start all over, uh, which is great because I hate player elim- elimination. I don't, I don't like that in games. Cause then you just got people just sitting there waiting yeah. for the game to end. Um, so you're always playing no matter what. Or two, if you have a specific card in your hand, there's a chance you can come back as a monster. And then the object for you becomes, instead of trying to find these artifacts, kill the other players. So it changes based on that. The thing is, you can loot corpses, and you won't know if that person is going to come back as a good guy or a bad guy until the turn order goes all the way around and hits them again. So you've got to be kind of looking at them like, should I go loot his body? 
I, I don't know. But then you get there, you loot his body, and then all of a sudden, before you get to go again, they pop up as a zombie, uh, and they're like, right in your face, and it's like, no! No, that's yeah, awesome. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's so cool, because there's just, I mean, you, you know me, I love, I love those traitor element games. Yeah. It's awesome, so... It, it really is just a very, very fun game, and I, I urge you to go to Kickstarter and check it out. Transylvania, Curses and Traitors. Um, I mean, this one, I'm pretty sure it's going to pass. Yeah, there's no way it's <laughs> their, not Their first pass. day, they had already reached half of their $25,000 goal, um, and it's day three now, I think, um, and it's they're already at 21000 out of 25000 so and they've got a bunch of stretch goals on there. They've got some great rewards. I put in uh, forty five bucks so I could get a copy of the game mm-hmm. when it comes out. But they have other other uh, things that you like. If you pledge, uh, I think three hundred dollars, you can get your like likeness on the back of or on the on the front of one of the cards, like as a character, which is oh, kind of cool. cool. So and they've got a, a, a number of those. Um, and they they've got you know a handful of different characters you can be and stuff in the game. It just it really, I I can't help but admire. You know, any any time I see that much work being put into something, that amount of care and that amount of consideration into making your product great, which, I mean, it's clear as day that's what they did. Absolutely. So, and they're super nice people. So it was just it was just an absolute, you know, uh, pleasure to to hang out and play with them with this. So, you guys know that I won't I won't say anything on the show unless I truly like you know want to back something up, which right. is, you know normally. When we do our, our spotlights, it's, you know, this game looks cool, check it out. This is one that I have personally played and tried out, and I can tell you firsthand, it's worth it. You know, put your money into it, do it. So, uh, again, Transylvania, Curses and Traders, check them out on Kickstarter, and uh, throw in your money, because uh, mm-hmm. you'll be getting a good game. Hell Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, moving on. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go, down the rabbit hole we go. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one. All right, yeah. get, your, uh, get your hate mail ready. Get your hate mail yeah, ready. Yeah, because I'm it's about probably going to hit me the most. Yeah, one of yours on there is a beloved franchise that you're just going to put on your list of most hated. I know. Or yeah, least favorite. Uh, you're talking about number two, right? And number five. And his, okay. Number five especially. JJ, number five is going to get hate mail. Mark uh, Number two, Mark and I are probably going to attack JJ. Yeah, so... <laughs> This will be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, in that case, I'll go third. <laughs> so, all right. We're talking this week about our top five least favorite games. Woo! And we always talk about things we love about games. What What do we not like? Uh, well, you know what? Why don't we Why don't we talk about that a little bit, Brian? What bugs you in games? What What do you not want to see in games? Okay. Aside uh, Aside from an ending where you teleport <laughs> to some random place uh, and that's, fight yeah, a boss who transforms. Right. Um, <laughs> So obviously that along those lines, story continuity is a big uh, is a big thing for me. I need story continuity. I don't need randomness. I appreciate uh, non repetitive gameplay. Um, switch it up every now and then. You know, it's it's okay to be a first person shooter and then you know all of a sudden, oh now I'm in a spaceship. A la you know Halo Reach when that happened, it was like a huge like. <sighs> okay, I don't have to do the same thing I've been doing for yep. an hour. I'm just an, as an example. I know that uh, there's many other games that do it that way, but. You know, breaking up the minutiny of it, the, min- the monotony. I say it funny. <laughs> we because, know what you mean. Well, <laughs> but well. Uh, um, in my, and on my list, I wanted to say before I get through it, there's two games on there that I think I got put on my list only because I played them way after the fact they were where they were released. So they were great games when they came out, and they were well received. But uh, I did not like them. So just FYI. But story continuity. Switching it up, repetitive gameplay, it's it's tiresome. Yeah. Um, and my number one, number one game on my list is the, falls into that category. You need to be you need to be engaged. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Mark, what do you, what about you? What do you dislike about games? I dislike broken promises. Ooh, <laughs> that makes sense for so, your number one. <laughs> That's all you gotta say. Broken promises, <laughs> uh, big upsets. Also, well, yeah. Wait, but you like Fable? Oh. But I wasn't. I I didn't pay attention to the logic. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, okay. But it was a promise that you could go anywhere and do it. We're not going to get. But into I that. didn't. Yeah, I didn't read those. Get into that. I didn't read those interviews. <laughs> uh, it's a broken promise. <laughs> Ignorance allowed me to enjoy Fable. I'll just say that. Ignorance allowed me to enjoy Fable. Yeah, that's I how I go feel on the box. about. I should go in the box. Oh, and can <laughs> I, I think that's why you guys like Stanley Parable so much. Wait, wait, yeah. wait! But can I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna be a dig on Mark a little bit. But Mark may or may not have played all the games on his list. 
I'll tell you which ones I played. That's true. I'll tell you what you surprised though. Come on. So one of his least it's favorite marked. games, he he's already taken the step over. No, hold on. These are the games I'm most upset about. But here's the here's favorite. the problem. And because of that, here's they're the your least favorite. Bri- Brian Brian has talked a lot about how there's this like game review industrial complex. Sure. And how it's bad. I'm totally addicted to game reviews, and I will not buy a game with a bad review. So really? I, haven't, I haven't played a lot of bad games. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I've probably missed a lot of good games that were unfairly well, reviewed. Well, but but I, like in my my case, I, I feel the same way. But I played a lot of games that got great reviews back in the day, and they and didn't hold up very well. Sure, I can see that. So. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> this is going to be fun. All oh, right. Oh man, Mark. Why don't we go ahead and start with you then? What's your number five least favorite game? My number five least favorite game is SimCity. 2013. Yeah. And let me tell you why. <laughs> Please do. I'm a huge fan of city building games, right? SimCity 2000, SimCity 3000, SimCity 4, all awesome, aside from the memory leak issues that make them almost unplayable in-game. Uh, and then SimCity gets announced. Looks amazing, by the way. And it turns out it's always on, thanks EA. Mm. Always on. You have to use Origin. Yeah. And they've taken the idea of building massive metropolises, and now you're just making like city districts. Yeah. Ugh. And then you know it comes out, and people are upset, and they say, "Why don't you just take away the always online part?" And they say they can't because it's an integral part of the game. It's programmed How? in. How? And th- let me let me tell you something. And then like a fu- uh, a couple of weeks later. Patch comes out like not a patch, a mod that someone makes comes out that allows the game to run offline. <laughs> so <laughs> very they were just lying through their teeth. Is it is it bad that my favorite SimCity game is the original SimCity? No. SimCity one, yeah, I love that game. SimCity two thousand. Wrong with that? SimCity two thousand was my favorite. I had I didn't play it at first. Well, I've heard that from a lot of people, but I never yep. had the chance to play it. All right, cool. So Mark's number five, SimCity two thousand thirteen. Brian, what's your number five? My number five is uh, AC one Assassin's Creed one. Um, wow. Yeah, I love the series. I have every every game in that series, and I am a, the story in that series is fantastic. It's full of intrigue and mystery. Uh, but one fell into one of my biggest pet peeves in gaming. Um, if you make me do the same thing over and over and over again, I am going to get tired of the game. And I did. Assassin's Creed 1, drug on. You go to three different cities, and you do literally the same. I mean, the visuals were, when it came out, holy crap. Beautiful game. But you do the same thing over and over and over and over, and they don't ever break it up with anything. There's never like, oh, do something a little different. It's literally you do the same when you're doing a hunt, when you're getting ready to assassinate a target in the first game. You literally do the same three things every single time. It's like uh, you gather intel, you eavesdrop, and then you plan your attack, and then you kill. It's the same thing on all of them. It just, I just remember thinking like, up, oh, climbing another tower, up, oh, getting another visual, up, oh, going down, up, oh, eavesdropping again, and I just, it was definitely, definitely the weakest of all of the, all of the Assassin's Creed games, for sure. I hear I, I have not played the first one, I've only played the third one, yeah. unfortunately. Ouch. Yeah, the third one's also, <laughs> I liked it. The, the third one's good, but it suffers from a lot of the, kind of the same. I hear you. Well, I mean, I, I own the first and second one, so I need to just get through them because I, yeah. I haven't beaten the third one i i played a little bit of it and then i was like eh, i kind of want to start from the beginning the story is fantastic so cool yep all right so that's brian's number five assassin's oh, creed one here we go here we go ready for my number five yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh <clears throat> yep but you know what there's really no way to get around it Just my number it. five least favorite game is the legend of zelda majora's mask Wah, 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 wah. What? Yeah. Majora's yeah. Mask. That <laughs> that giant thud you just heard was the internet falling out of their chairs. I do not <laughs> like that game. I I thought the graphics were amazing. I thought the story was kind of cool. I thought the gameplay was you know just like Ocarina of Time. It was a blast. I can't get past the stupid three day thing. I hate having to reset all the time and being all like, oh sweet, I made it to the end of this dungeon. Oh, I'm about to, about to run out of time. Cool, I'll just start over. No. Kind of sounds like another game. I don't want to do that. Kinda it's like, awful. Kind of sounds like another game that may or may not have made your list. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Weird how that is. <laughs> you talk about repetitiveness. Yeah. This this is this is one of those. I thought it was a cool feature that, you know, you could do things and then eventually 
they would kind of like for some reason or another because you know uh, broken physics uh they would they would stay true over the next three days that you would do i, I don't even understand like yeah you talk to a kid because he's in your way in one spot um and you do something for him and then when you reset again all of a sudden he's not there anymore that doesn't make any sense but you yeah, know it defies uh, logic reasons because I just, reasons i'm just not a fan of majora's mask because of that simple fact which is unfortunate because everything else about the game i adored i thought everything else was wonderful but that that three day reset thing is just, oh, I can't stand it. Can't stand it. Sorry, Majora's Mask, my number five. Boo hiss. I know. Boo. Yes. Oh, have you even played it? No. Exactly. I played it. Back what a it. shocker! I played it. <laughs> what a shocker! It's my least favorite game. I've never played it. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey. What? Hey! How can, well, I just want. Wait, wait! No, no, no! I just. How can it be your least favorite game if you've never played it? Is it not playing? No, it? it's the game I'm most upset with. Oh, the title of. Anyways, this. okay. Anyways, you guys are getting off track because I'm the one that it's my one of my least favorite games, not his. Yeah. What? What are, are you getting? This why time? are you getting on me <laughs> for defending a game that he was criticizing? Oh yeah. You weren't defending. Well, you were, but you haven't played it. Why well, so was how I can you defend his? it? I was just. Oh, well, you're you're Mark. making internet All right. noises, Mark. Whew. I'm a, you know I got nothing but love. Nothing Mark, but what's love. your number four? My number four is Assassin's Creed One. What? Yeah. Let me tell you about Assassin's Creed One. <laughs> do I start every one of my? You, you <laughs> pretty pre- much do. Preach, yeah. preach, brother, preach. <laughs> or you, or you on your f- number five, you usually say my top five is. Well, <laughs> it's all about consistency, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I am in high school when this game is first announced. I'm actually in the game design program at my high school, so we're spending a lot of time watching trailers at E3, and all of a sudden, this Assassin's Creed trailer comes out, and we can't even believe what we're seeing. There was never a game like this with free running that actually worked. Yep. That was actually incredible. So this was one of my most anticipated games probably of all time, and then it came out, and like you just heard from Brian... It was bland as crap. Yeah, it's very. It's like they spent all their time with the free running. I mean, the free running was great. Yeah, but they forgot to add the whole other part of the game, which was like the game itself, keeping it, yeah. <laughs> keeping it fresh. You do a couple of assassinations, and then you're just bored. Yep, and that's really, uh, that's why it's one of my least favorite games. Gotcha. Especially because when the second game came out, you saw you can do it right. Yep, the second game so was like a. I just made the first game even worse. Yeah, I hear you. Absolutely. All right, Brian, what's your number four? Uh, Brian's number four is another one that's beloved by the community. I unfortunately recently played it, Killzone 1. Took me about two months to get through, and it's a first-person shooter, so that can give you an idea of... uh, I would play it in very small spurts. It just... The graphics didn't age well. Um, The cutscenes were beautiful. Like I'm, I'm looking at it from back in the PS2 era. Wow, that was some good technology back then, but... Is a very generic first-person shooter. Um, yes. falls into the falls into the same category that I say all the time. It's it's too repetitive. Same enemies. You're fighting the same. I think there were only about four different enemy types, and I'm not kidding. Four in a in a game that lasted probably a good ten hours. Halo. Uh, believe it or not, Halo has like <laughs> like double the amount of enemy types. That, Ooh, it that has eight. Them. Yeah, eight That's or nine. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> but you know, you can see how how like it would get repetitive, and it just all the environments kind of looked samey. And, and it, like I said, I'm gonna knock this, but it's only because I played it now. It's got that fog of war effect that oh, older yeah. games had for draw distance. Oh, right. Where it's so it makes the environments just look it's annoying, ugly. Let me yeah. tell you, I played it when it came out. I had about three or four hours with it. And I also felt like it was just really basic, even it, for the time when it came out. Very, I do like the weighty feel of the guns. They feel heavier. That's it's true. not like uh, Halo, where you can jump out of your boots and fly around, and everything feels light. <laughs> it's uh, the game feels really heavy. Um, so uh, it just was a, a it was a bore to get through. I hear you. Yep. All right. So Brian's number four, Killzone One. My number four is a game that uh, I doubt either of you have even heard of. I would imagine. Right? The seventh? I don't think so. <laughs> the seventh saga. I about ruined it for you. I'm <laughs> sorry. not like it matters. I was going to say it anyway. I think I've heard of it, but I've never seen anything seventh on it. Seventh saga. It's uh, it's tough to find, um, but it's an old Super Nintendo game. It's just a regular old Super Nintendo RPG, but it is the grindiest game I think I've ever played. Like, to do anything, you just have to grind for a long time. 
uh, but the difficulty spikes are so ridiculous that like you have to get lucky for your first couple of fights, uh, you know, before you level up because the battles are so you know difficult. I own it, but I have played maybe an hour or two of it because I you know you get out of the first city and the graphics are atrocious first of all uh but you get out of the first city and you just have to fight and fight and fight but the enemies are so tough that you don't want to fight but if you don't fight you got to keep going you got to uh you're going to have a hard time you know moving on it's just ugh, i just don't like it so just a just yeah. a just an rpg that i'm not a fan of so seventh saga too grindy to. Which is funny because I love JRPGs. <laughs> yeah, but that that's a knock on JRPGs. Is sometimes they can be too grindy. They Absolutely, just, they can. You yep. know. Yep. Uh, all right, so that's my number four, Seventh Saga. Nice, Mark. What's your number three? My number three is Condemned Two. Why did you say that while like yeah, sitting weird. like Captain Morgan? Captain Morgan. You mean like you a, were like this? Like you can all see that at home, as, right? As, as you yeah. guys see, as you guys can see, Mark is really dancing it up. Uh, Condemned Two. It's made by Monolith Productions, not to be confused with Monolith Soft. They made Shogo Mobile Armor Division and the Fear series of games. Love the first Condemned, as you guys heard. Was it last week? We did the uh, top five games we bought on a whim. Uh, the week yes. before. Yep. Incredible game, and then. Uh, Condemned 2 comes out. And I it already started to happen by the end of the first Condemned, where it takes what was the straightforward, interesting, intriguing mystery and just makes it supernatural crap. It almost is like a JRPG. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it gets really supernatural and weird, and then the second game just takes it from there and keeps it supernatural, and it loses its tension, it stops being scary... Uh, it just becomes a lot more gory, and gore is not the same thing as scary. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is actually one of my issues with horror games in general. And then by the end of the game, they've all they've also taken out the best part of the Condemned series, which is you're basically killing hobos. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the best basically part, huh? what you do in Condemned. Yeah, that's the best part. It's awesome. Oh my you, you take like pipes off walls and you just hit hobos in the head with them. But then by the end of the second one, you're using guns. For most of the most of the game, and it's bad. It's bad design. It's bad gunplay, and it just stops being fun. This is how you know Mark is ridiculous. Brian and I are over here talking about you know repetitive gameplay mechanics we don't like, uh, too much grindiness, and Mark is like, "Well, I don't like this one because you can't kill more hobos." <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> hey, you can still kill whoa, them, Mark. <laughs> I think we just found a sliding scale for Mark. So ne- next time Mark's like talking about a game, we'll say, "Mark, before we you." you <laughs> Before you finish, on. on a scale of uh, five to uh, ten dead hobos, how much did you like this game? <laughs> Man. No, it was one of the... It was a visceral experience, the way yeah. the combat worked in that first game. And, you know, you got a gun... It doesn't sound like there's much combat if all you're doing is killing homeless people. They're fighting you. Oh, they are? They're not just sleeping. <laughs> not killing hobos that are asleep. Come on. <laughs> Who do you think I am? Jesus, <laughs> Mark's right. like, oh, hobo. Dead. Man. <laughs> no, they, they come at me, and then I... Get the pipe, and it's coming right for so us. So, if you guys uh, are homeless and listening to this podcast, I don't know how, but uh, and you see Mark coming, go ahead and just uh, whoa, run, run, no! oh, sir. God. May I have some change? Boom. Okay, so <laughs> I hate the game because it forgot its roots gotcha. and just got you know. I like the dead. Got weird, which though. is actually what happened to the Fear series as I well. Agree. So, so you Monolith lost, is famous. For it that. lost its way. Yes. Okay. All right. Mark's number three, Condemned 2. <laughs> Brian, what's your number three? Um, <laughs> my number three is Star Wars The Force Not Unleashed. Uh, oh. That game, talk about broken promises, Mark. Do you remember when that game was like first announced? And they were like, this is going to be like the ultimate Star Wars game. Yes, I do. This was not the ultimate Star Wars game. This was a buggy piece of crap when the story was one of the stupidest concocted stories I've ever seen in my life. Did did I'm sorry, did Darth Vader at some point during the movies uh get I know, I know they made him after the movies, but it makes it so hard to believe that there was this guy named Star Killer that was Darth Vader's most trusted apprentice that he just happened to forget about after this little series of games. 
Uh, and this guy was like more powerful than any any Jedi in the entire world universe. Um, well, actually, now that you uh, mentioned it, the new Star Wars movies have shown that the extended universe is actually not canon anymore. Uh, therefore, it is a moot point. But uh, there was a lack. This, the reason this is on my list is there was a huge lack of polish on this game. Yeah, and you couldn't kill any hobos in it. Either. No hobo killing at all. <laughs> Mark hates it. No, no, it, it did lack polish. Uh, uh, it did have that euphoria natural motion engine in it for the for the stormtroopers so like when you're flinging them up in the air they'd grab onto railings and stuff and do cool stuff like that but the game itself was garbage yeah it looked uh this isn't the uh the one for the connect and stuff was it no oh okay uh this is with the dancing (laughs) (laughs) no it i don't typically like I hate when we give companies passes for bugs in their game because that's basically a non-finished product. <coughs> Obsidian. It, Nobody gives them a pass. They no. rip them apart every time they come out the new game. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not an excuse to be like, oh, they're cute because I know Bethesda gets a lot of um, gets a lot of passes for their games. However, I will say that Bethesda does have a lot of polish on their games while they still have bugs. But I, I never think it's okay to be like, well, this game's buggy, but you can't expect the game to be perfect. Um, I'm buying it, so it better be a finished product. And if there are game-breaking bugs and it feels really unfinished, it's not going to be a good game. The, uh, what system was this for? The, uh, I think it came out on the uh, PS3. PS3? It came, yeah, it was yeah. last gen. Last I mean, the, yeah. the, the good thing is, nowadays, they're able since we can connect to the internet, they're able to patch a lot of patch that it. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's nice, but yeah, I mean, before that, it was... I if mean, a game was bugged and broken, kind of crutch, you know. Yeah. No, absolutely. But, and I'm not, I'm not justifying it at all. I'm just saying right. it's nice that we are absolutely. able to do something. It's a bonus. True. But I, I'm going on the list. Like, Collision in that game was terrible. Like, uh, fighting the uh, ATSTs were like, I'm running into him, but I'm 10 feet away. I have no idea how to, you know, you jump in the air, try to jump over it, but his hitbox was like 10 feet in the air, taller than he was. It, it just felt like such a cheap, it felt like a cheap game. I mean, there were like one or two scenes in there that were really cool, but other than that, it felt really cheap to me. So it's on my list. It's on Very my list. Cool. You're on notice. <laughs> All right. Brian's number three, Star Wars The Force Unleashed. My number three is Resistance, Fall of Man, the first one in the series. I've not played the other ones, so I can't comment on them or anything like that. Uh, I bought the this one and the second one as part of like a, a two pack deal that that uh, they had on sale at Best Buy for like twenty bucks or something a while ago. Figured I'd give it a shot. My cousin and I played it as co op. Um, I just didn't like it. It just wasn't very good. I've I, played one and two, so I I, I kind of know what you're talking about. It's I mean it, it's not a bad game, but I think kind of the same way you were talking about Killzone. It's just very very generic. There's nothing really, you know. I mean the the whole uh, the whole thing about the aliens coming down and all that stuff and the chimera. Uh, I think that they, they were called aliens, the chimera. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but I mean, it's kind of a cool concept. Sure. But the execution was just so boring. Every level looked the exact same. That was that's exactly what I was about to say. It was just so dull. It was a was a launch title, I believe, for the PS3. I think so. um, yeah. it, its graphics were definitely. I mean, playing it now, you're like, ooh, yeah. Like, it just, just, just nothing, nothing yeah. made it shine. Sure, you know, and it's just not, not my cup of tea. It so. was very repetitive and samey. Definitely. So that's my number three: Resistance, Fall of Man. Good deal. All right, moving on to number two, Mark. All you, right, your number two, man. My number two. How many hours did you put into this one? I was just about to say, before you <laughs> called me out yourself, <laughs> I was just about to say this is the one that I haven't played. This, uh, my number two is The Walking Dead. Survival Instinct. <laughs> He's been planning that for a week. <laughs> you know you know how JJ could really troll you is if he just cut that silence out, and so you just said it right away? That, that would suck if he did that. <laughs> that funny. Uh, so this, this game is not the Telltale Walking Game series. A lot of people <laughs> were misled into buying this game, unfortunately, yeah. is it came out right after the rave reviews came out for the Walking Dead adventure game series. This, on the other hand, is starring Dale and Merle, everyone's favorite characters from the uh, the TV series. Actually, the same voice actors as the TV series actors. And it's like a five-hour <laughs> campaign. 
with poorly put together ideas, no polish. It got pretty bad reviews too. Yeah, yeah it got really bad reviews. Mark, and people I, were tricked into buying it. How was the gameplay? Was the control scheme pretty good? I wouldn't know <laughs> if the control scheme was very good, but from what I watched, did it feel repetitive? I did, I did watch videos. And it looked like garbage. Okay. Did they respond? The, the controls respond? Yes. Did you prefer it on the uh, PS3 or 360? Yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I think this is a good example just because, I mean, I haven't played it either, but I've seen the reviews and they're pretty atrocious. But this is a good example of, like, how the brand can sell a game. Definitely. Like, just because it says The Walking Dead, obviously people were hyped for it. They were like, oh, sweet. Great show. Great uh, graphic novel. Just awesome. Let's mm-hmm. let's play it. Oh, oh no no! Well, and then like, I tried to convince people to play the adventure game, and then they just said that Turned I heard that game it sucks. Yep, like that's not the same game, guys. Yep, yeah, but, yeah it's yeah. unfortunate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's not like Telltale's game is doing bad. That's true. So true. <laughs> you know. Uh, all right. So March number two, Walking Dead Survival Instinct. So, and you know what? I mean, I respect your opinion even more because you put so much time into it. Yeah, how many hours? So, playtime? <laughs> he perfected it. Oh. He perfected it. <laughs> he perfectly read that, that apparently would have only taken me five hours. Hey-o. 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 All right. So, uh, moving on. Brian, what is your number two, sir? Uh, my number two, and I know there's a cult following for this game, but oh, uh, I played and beat Hitman, the first one, codename 47. Uh, this is a very old game. Um, this is back in the day when, uh, like, blocky graphics were, like, all the rage. Um, no, there was voice acting, but no mouth movements. I mean, you know, old, old, 98, 99 type of... I think it actually came out in 2000, though. But I digress. Uh, wow, this game was hard as beep. Um, there's literally no instructions. Uh, so the premise of the game is you're you're a hitman and you're plopped into this like i would call it a a mini sandbox where you're like in this maybe city block and you have objectives bonus objectives and you have tools you can select for the mission and all it says is okay all you have to do is get into this building i need you to plant this bug device and then take out the guard that and that's it that's all you have to sounds easy that is literally all you have to go on and you have to basically it's a it i would call this game trial by error that's that. I mean, I, I at the last. I think the last three missions, I even gave up. You know me, I'm Mister No Guide. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I, I just read a guide. I was like, because they get longer and longer as you play. The first one's easy, second one's easy, and then by the last mission, you're talking about a, a you're talking about a mission that takes roughly the better part of an hour, and if you die at any point, you have to start completely over. It is no oh, thanks. Rough. I mean, awesome story. But God, I I couldn't believe that people would suffer through this without a guide. I had, uh, the, I had the same experience with the uh, second game. Yeah, I've heard the first couple are really, really uh, long and challenging. Challenging, and I, <laughs> I like you. Like I said, I don't mind a challenge, but when it when it becomes basically, I'm just guessing, trialing, trial Makes and error. Sense. Yeah, because well, there's no tutorial. They don't tell you what gadgets do what, and what, there's no visual on where the enemies' hitboxes are or where their visuals. Like I'm, I'm just like I don't. One of the yeah. missions in the second game was, like, kill the ambassador before he gets out of his car. Right. And it's like, oh, you have to go to the train station and get your guns out of that locker without yep. anyone seeing you. And by the way, there's police down there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, well, I'm going to finish this off with one more about, about a level. There was a restaurant in one level where a, a diplomat, two diplomats were going to meet at a restaurant. And you had to figure out how to smuggle weapons in. doesn't tell you how to do this stuff. You had to know to go into the restaurant, ask for the bathroom key from the guy at the restaurant, go into the restaurant, put uh, the your gun in the you know the top deck of the toilet that is you don't even know you can interact with. Climb out the window, <laughs> climb open the window, climb out the window, hide in a dumpster behind the restaurant, wait for the ambassadors to come in, get out of the dumpster, go into the bathroom, open up the bathroom, and then sneak out the door, shoot the guy in the head, and then you got to run to your car. Took me about four hours to figure that mission out. <laughs> No thanks. Yep. So no thanks. That's wow. why it's my number two. All right. Brian's number two. Hitman. Codename 47. My number two. <laughs> my number two least favorite game of all time is, you guys have heard me complain about this game constantly, The Stanley Parable. What? <sighs> Don't like it. Don't like it. It's that's not even really like. a game. Do you also hate Shakespeare in the park? It's not something I, you know, 
listen to or read for fun. Do you also hate babies? <laughs> Do they scare me? Yeah, actually. Do you hate love? I think we established in an earlier episode you don't even like drinking cocoa while wrapped in a blanket oh on a cold my. winter's day. That's so, true. Oh. you know. Uh no, I I I just don't like this game. I I mean, I don't need to go into it in depth because you guys have heard me complain about it before. Just just not not very fun at all. I do feel I, like you uh, can watch it on YouTube and still get the exact same experience. Do I get a little bit of credit for that too? Yeah, I was going to just going to say I feel like number 2 should have been Brian. But it's it's not <laughs> like like I mean he he definitely made the experience more frustrating, but that would not have made me like the game anymore. Fair enough. I I I just think it's you like I said you can watch the entire game on YouTube and you'll get the exact same experience. Simple as that. And you don't have to spend, you know, 11 hours trying to get one of the endings. Not joking. 11 hours. Ridiculous. Yep. Uh so that's my number 2, Stanley Parable. Awful game. Man. Um wow. <laughs> number 1, Mark. I am I'm going to tell a story first. I completely understand I mean, I told you, I understand why you put this on here. Yes. Yeah, I just, I think it's funny because it's your favorite series. First, I'm going to tell a story. Okay. Uh, I had a little bit of trouble with this list because I read reviews and I refuse to buy or spend time on games that are bad. And I asked Shanna, my girlfriend, for help. And she said, well, I read my list to her and said, what do you think? And she said, uh, I'm surprised you didn't put Kingdom Hearts on there because when you were playing that game, you were livid. (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> and then i remembered it and i didn't because i didn't want the internet to hate me but it should have been kingdom hearts it should have been kingdom hearts i'm sorry i'm saying it now oh i feel as your number one i feel self-hate guilt for what i put on on my uh, as my actual number one <laughs> so kingdom so hearts would have been your number one or so it is your possibly number one. it is wow. your number one no sweet code and four Oh! Whoa! Too many characters. You don't have to finish. Nope. Too many characters. I understand. <laughs> nope. It's not that. It's not that. Uh, I love the Sweet Coden series. And Sweet Coden 4 was a complete departure from a lot of the things that I admire about the series. Uh, for one, this is the first game that came out after the original showrunner, the, the original designer of the game series, left. And I believe it was the first one after, I believe the musician or composer who wrote the music for the first three has left at this point as well. And it's sort of the low point for the quality of the music. There's also this weird, random, the rate of random battles in this game is insane. I'm just going to say that. It is. And the speed of travel is pretty slow as well. Yes. that's what. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So instead of getting a castle in this game, you get a boat. <laughs> I think Which, it's a cool concept, yeah. though. Honestly, I like castles. I, well, no, I mean, but I mean, <laughs> the castles are great. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, right. when when I heard, you know, the that you get to have a ship that you get to outfit with this crew, right. and improve it and everything like that, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was kind of a cool little uh, departure. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess you got to try new things, but I yeah. wasn't a big fan of it. And the ship travel in the game is painfully slow. Couple that with the incredible rate of random battles, and <laughs> this game is just not a lot of you fun. You got a perfect storm of ugh. <laughs> so, and I didn't feel like the story was as inspired as the other games. Fair enough. So, it's probably it's not the worst game in the world, but but they took it's a, the one that upsets me the most because of how good it is. They took your franchise. The the, and, if yeah, anybody from the uh, SRM is listening, I apologize on Mark's behalf. I'm sure they <laughs> might feel the same way. So my number one. Sweet Code and Four, and also Kingdom Hearts. Mark, can I can I ask a follow up <laughs> question to what you said earlier? I, I know you said that you don't you don't generally play a lot of bad games because you read reviews, but haven't I mean? Do you, so if it's a game, get, haven't you ever played a game that got good reviews and you have no idea why it got good reviews and you just didn't like it? Has that ever happened? Assassin's Creed, <laughs> Assassin's Creed, Creed Black Flag, okay, would be one. Okay, okay, just I'm just checking. I don't, right. but no, I. The, the fact that I forgot how much I hate Kingdom Hearts also says something. Okay. I put those m- memories out of my mind rather quickly. You, you, you suppress them. Gotcha. All right. So Mark's number one. Sweet it in four. Brian, what's your number one, sir? My number one is a recent playthrough of Final Fantasy II. You get my number one for the game that I just wish what I could burn. That, that game. Is it, is it a dumpster fire? A dumpster <laughs> fire of a game. Let me put it to you this way. I'm already kind of like. 
I like I like JRPGs and they can be incredible, but they can also really irritate me. Really irritate me. Uh, first of all, I hate repetitiveness. Uh, check that one down on Final Fantasy II for repetitive is all get out. Um, I don't like really convoluted, stupid stories. Uh, check mark for that one. Uh, I don't like when the bad guy mysteriously transforms into something and says stupid lines like "I am back from hell to defeat you and destroy the world now." Check mark that. Um, I I got I got through an entire season of uh, entire series of Scrubs. I watched Netflix while I was playing this game. I think that third gripe though on this game probably due to this age. Yeah, sure, I can concede that absolutely. But I think I got through an entire ep- a season. I'm sorry, not season. An entire series of Scrubs. It's like eight seasons. Because I had to grind. I would rather pay attention to the game than watch Scrubs. You would rather pay attention oh, to absolutely. He was I playing it on his handheld, wasn't he? I of think course. Scrubs is awful. Uh, well, but you know, you, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is the grinding in that game was so atrocious, and it's weird grinding because you have to beat yourself. And you have up. to pay attention because in some JRPGs, I'll, when I know I have to grind, I'll literally just watch TV and run around in a circle and hold the X button down and just everybody attacks and. And then I'll look up, heal everybody up, and, and but this game you have to do, okay, I have to hit this guy, now I have to hit this guy, now I have to hit this guy. Okay, gotta make sure I use magic, gotta make sure I use magic, you know, just... Yeah. I hear you. What an awful game. I, I suffered through it with you. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not my fi- least favorite game of all time, but I, I definitely, definitely can understand the gripes there, and that's being a huge Final Fantasy fan. I have a badge well. of honor that I finished it, though. I, I do. I did feel a sense of accomplishment. I was like, ooh, I got through well, that. Well, sure, I mean, yeah. it's further along on your journey. Woo! Woo! Almost a year later. I know. He's done Almost two. Yeah, didn't you? When did he announce that? He announced it on the first episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> and here we are a year later, and I am. Episode one. Made such, yeah. pro- such progress. Many. Wow. Such progress. All <laughs> right. So that's your number one, Final Fantasy II. Yes. My number one. Uh, and this, I mean, this is another example, kind of like Mark, because I, I really like the series, um, but this game was just... Again, I, I love that term, dumpster fire. It was <laughs> this, a dumpster fire. This game fire. was an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, it smelled terrible. Unlimited Saga is my number one least favorite game of all time. I like the Saga series. I like Saga Frontier. I like Romancing Saga. Unlimited Saga is almost unplayable. It's terrible. I showed Mark some gameplay footage of it earlier, and like his face was kind of just frozen in that like what are, what are we watching right now <laughs> what is Look, what are you like, forcing what? me to watch <laughs> i almost added that to my list like the the way you first of all it's got the point and click world map and towns which i hate uh because you you don't there's no it doesn't feel like any freedom you just point to a spot on the map and that's where you go same thing when you get into a town you point to a, a store and you the portrait pops up None of the portraits move. None of the characters move on screen. So you go to a dungeon. It's like a like a like a a board on a board game. Like you'll just see a little tiny hallway where you're standing. You tell your guy to move. You know whichever arrows it's showing, whether it's you know right, left, or whatever. So you push one direction. Another piece will show up. Another little hallway or something. Your character just kind of like literally like if you're taking a piece on a board game, picking him up and putting him down. That's what it looks like when they move. And and then you, you are in this new area. It just shows up. And then you get into a battle. And the battle looks fine at the beginning. But once you start fighting, in order to like hit and connect and do certain moves and that kind of stuff, you have to basically play a slot machine. And like hope that you connect with your moves and stuff like that. Like, it's ridiculous. Why? It is terrible. Why? And not only that, it's a saga game. Which means that... A lot of the stuff that you're going to be doing throughout the game, because there's you know seven or eight different characters to play as, is going to be repetitive. It's so ridiculously dumb and just a poorly executed game, and I just can't stand it. Huge misstep, huh? It is, it is bad. 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 Well, I will be avoiding that game. So, like, if we ever do some sort of weird thing where it's like, oh, we got to make each other play bad games, I guarantee you one of you is going to get stuck with this. Because <laughs> I own it. I can't do that. I, I own it. <laughs> Mark is going to get so mad. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I think we should do that one day. Uh, make me play I thought about doing it for April again. Fool's this year. That would be good. So, um, All right. So that's my number one least favorite game of all time, Unlimited Saga. Can't stand it. Yeah, I would play Stanley Parable to the cows come on before I go back to that. <laughs> that is saying something. <laughs> I think that about uh, wraps it up for episode 26, guys. You guys have anything else you want to add? No. 
<laughs> I do not think so. Thank you. All right, then. Uh, we appreciate you uh, listening, taking the time out of your week to uh, give us an hour of your attention. And uh, shoot us emails. Check out our website. Let us know what's Absolute. up. Dave, hear from you guys. Dave, tell us what game you want. Yeah. Yep. Shoot us your uh, your info and uh, tell us what game you want. About forty dollars or less. It's yours, man. All right. With that, this is the Frozen North signing off. My name is JJ. My name is Monk. And Brian is the name of me. Nice. Thanks again, and keep on gaming. This song was made available via the Creative Commons Attribution License. The song, Somewhere in the Stars, was written and produced by SoundCloud user underscore TWC.